Hello again, and welcome back to the Bible Project Podcast. We're in episode 177, which is part 108 of season 2, on this massive, wonderful journey, hopefully through the whole Bible. And we'll reach the point where we're jumping into a new chapter of Genesis, chapter 14, and we'll be looking at just the first four verses as a way of a sort of a scene set today. And the question I would like to open our time together with is by asking you the question, has God ever blessed you? If you're a believer and you walk with the Lord, then I believe most of us should be able to answer yes to that question. In fact, maybe we should be able to answer it with a resounding yes. But here's my second, and it's the really big question today. If God has blessed you, how should you acknowledge it? How should you acknowledge Or better still, how should you respond to the blessings of God? Now, I want to make a suggestion over these next few episodes of how we might and should do that. And I want to do it by looking at the events in this continuing story of Abraham as revealed in chapter 14. So let's look at this story together and to see how and when God blessed Abraham and how he responded. And we'll begin that by looking at the start of chapter 14, which uh, can seem a difficult text to read, but uh, I'll do my best. Okay, so Genesis 14, 1 to 4 says this. At the time when Amaphrahel was king of Shinar and Arioch king of Elsiar, Keodilomar king of Elam and the tidal king of Goyen, these kings went to war against Bera king of Sodom and Bishar, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Adma, Shemabim, king of Zehoiabim, and the king of Bela, this is Zohar. All these latter kings joined forces in the valley of Sidim, that is the Dead Sea Valley. For twelve years they had been subject to Keo de Lomar, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. So at this point, Abraham is in Palestine, and at that time it is actually called Palestine because it is the land of the Philistine tribes, and it hasn't been set aside yet as part of Israel, set aside for the nation of Israel. Palestine is bordered on the west by the Sea of Galilee, and as you move inland, you sort of go up a, a modest mountain range, and you find at that time a populated area called Salem, which will eventually become Jerusalem. Abraham is in this place called Hebron, which isn't too far from Jerusalem. And we are told in the text that there are five kings in the south, down in the southern part of the Dead Sea area. So these opening verses, they're telling us about these five kings and also telling us about the cities they are connected with. Now, two of them you'll probably recognize straight away, but three of them I suspect you've never heard of. And interestingly, we won't hear of them again in the Bible. The two cities whose names you probably recognised are Sodom and Gomorrah. Now I should point out that when it describes these people as kings, it is not talking about people who are leaders of nations. We are talking about smaller city-states of which these people are rulers, a local king, if you wish, over those cities. Now, interestingly, in 1918, a very famous Middle Eastern archaeologist called Albright, he wrote about this chapter and he said this, and this was his quote at that time. 
There is no foundation for us knowing or proving where these cities are. So that's 1918. And he also wrote that the historical view of this chapter has no foundation in archaeological evidence. And that's how things were in 1918. But listen to what this man wrote in 1955, the same man referencing the latest research that not only, only he, but many others had done. He said this, this, Genesis chapter 14 can no longer be considered as unhistorical in view because of the many confirmation of details which we owe to our present finds. There is evidence that the cities mentioned are indeed real cities called Sodom and Gomorrah. So in 1955, it was recognised across many disciplines that these two cities already existed, but they were identified where they were. Then later, after Albright actually himself had died, a 1973 survey of the same area said there were other cities in the area at that time, and it concluded that there were once five cities in the southern part of the Dead Sea region. Isn't that incredible? The Bible says there are five cities down there. There's no evidence to support that claim for hundreds, you might say thousands of years, until 1955, when two of them are identified. And then in 1973, they excavate further and they find another three in that area. I think that's absolutely incredible. But anyway, back to what the text says. These cities, it says, are subject to tax, really like paying tribute to the higher level kings of Babylon, which is, of course, modern day Iran and Iraq. And they do that for 12 years, we are told. But then in the 13th year, they rebel. They finally rebel and they decide we're not going to be taxed anymore. So that's the background to this chapter we're looking at over the next few days. Now, we'll pick up the story in verse 5 and we'll look at the narrative of the four kings as they invade Palestine and discover what happens to them. And we'll also hopefully begin to discover what all this means. So thanks for joining me. I hope you find that helpful as an overview over the next few podcasts and I'll be back very soon. But I'd remind you that the transcript of everything I say is created and then put in the episode notes of the audio version of any version of the podcast that you might be accessing. But there should also be links there in the Facebook and the YouTube uh, channel as well. And there's an also a place where you can access all of the way in which the work is presented across all platforms. But other than that, that's it for today. And I'll see you back here tomorrow, I hope, on the Daily Bible Project podcast. Bye for now.